What's going on everyone? Welcome back to the Mind Muscle Experience. My name is Tyler Egan and I will be your host. This is the podcast to help you develop a healthy mind and keep your body aligned. Health is not just a number on the scale or what you look like in the mirror. It's a condition of physical, mental, spiritual, and social well-being with the absence of disease, discomfort, and the ability to adapt to life's challenges with vitality and resilience. Here, we'll be discussing all the ways you can optimize your mind, body, and soul. So please join me each and every week as we dive into all things health. If you'd like to support the show, you can leave a rate and review on iTunes and Spotify. Please invest into your health with any of the programs listed on my website, and there'll be more to come. Or share the podcast with a friend or on social media. Be sure to tag me. All the links will be in the show notes. Now for today's topic of discussion, I want to dive deeper into menopause. What's happening hormonally? What do these hormones even mean? How can we optimize our health during this time period? And let me just say this one thing. Learning all this stuff has helped me optimize my health more, which is really cool. And you may be wondering, why do you sound congested as fuck. Well, last week I was under the weather. I'm actually going to do a podcast episode on that too um, because I had like a huge like epiphany moment while I was like dead on the couch. So um, we'll we'll get into that at a later date. But um, yeah, I want to dive into this stuff like learning more about menopause, what women are going through has really helped me understand myself and what's happening within my body more. Um, and actually I could probably tie it into the feeling like I got hit by a truck last week while I was under the weather. Uh, but we'll, we'll save that for that episode. So the more and more I get into this line of work, the more and more I shift into to, to, to focusing on helping women, um, whether they're in perimenopause or postmenopause, um, the more I get the idea that there is just no information about this. And this is what has sparked my drive to do this. Um, I'm infuriated that there is not more information being shared with all of you lovely women out there who are going through this. Like, why the fuck not? And I think the real thing is, like, doctors probably have a very minimal understanding. Um, Like, this is just my opinion and my belief on what doctors go through. Not all of them, because there are some doctors who go above and beyond, of course. Um, I'm making a gross generalization here, but it's just like, okay, in school, they're taught, like, write this prescription for this symptom, and then, like, this is just what happens during menopause, and so women are just gonna have to get over it, and it's like, the fuck do you mean? What do you mean? They're just gonna, like, it's like, if I get shot in the face, do I just have to, like, get over it? No, you can do something about it. Um, and it's the same thing with going through menopause. Like, of course, it's going to happen. You can't, like, not make it happen. But what we can do to reduce, like, hot flashes, night sweats, um, vaginal dryness, like, all the things that women go through, we can do a lot to make the symptoms less severe. And and I actually had a woman, so, like, I've been, I've been asking women so many questions about their experiences what their doctors are telling them all the things i put a post up on facebook yesterday i was like hey like what what, what uh for any woman in perimenopause menopause like wherever you're at what has been the biggest effect on your health and someone actually said nothing they said that they are in the same space they were before they went through menopause and i'm like that was so refreshing to hear someone who doesn't have like this negative viewpoint on it and like look if you're someone who has like this negative viewpoint on it 
we're gonna we're gonna nip that in the butt, and I'm not here to attack you or anybody else for that matter. It was just very refreshing to hear because, um, you know, if you think about it, we get our like our the viewpoint that we gain on certain circumstances in our life can come from an authority figure. Maybe that's our parents when we're kids, or even as we get into young adulthood. Maybe it's doctors, school teachers bosses like whatever it is like our viewpoints on certain circumstances can be dictated by the people we view as an authority in our life and if a doctor's just like i'm sorry but like menopause is just gonna suck for you like they don't say it like that because like let's face it some doctors have a shitty bedside manner they say it in the way i just phrased it there or their energy their demeanor speaks that way and and now you're absorbing that like fuck i'm screwed for the next 10 years of my life and i'm, I'm here to tell you it does not have to be that way. Here I am, a 30-year-old man with no doctorate degree whose personal training certifications ran up two years ago. I'm here to tell you that it does not have to be that way. For everybody who's still here, thank you. Okay, so I want to kind of break this down, talk about it a little bit more, like what are some practical applications, like what are some things you can take away and start doing today to, to, to help with these things? So let's dive into this. So first things first, the, the consensus that I have gained is that most women understand this at the least, that their estrogen levels drop during menopause. Outside of that, it doesn't seem like m many other things are understood. So what actually happens is your estrogen, testosterone, and progesterone levels drop. Now, real quick, I want to go over like why these are important. Um, well, estrogen and testosterone are both important for a bunch of different functions, and they are like primarily important for like sexual functionality, I suppose you could say, but there's more to it than just that as well. So when it comes to estrogen, it's important for the development and regulation of the female reproductive system, um, like your menstrual cycle, all those things, bone health, cardiovascular health. Um, it, estrogen, I found this very interesting, helps maintain healthy blood vessels and can help improve cholesterol profiles, which is very interesting. Uh, I did not know that about estrogen. Testosterone is important for the development of the male reproductive system, um, sperm production, muscle mass, and strength, which is important. I want to hit on this because I have talked, I think I've talked about this on the podcast, but um, men, okay, we have uh, higher levels of testosterone, which give us the ability to handle more stress. And the reason for this, if I remember correctly, like testosterone prevents muscle breakdown. So when you're under a lot of stress, your body will, and like, you know, you don't have, you know, carbohydrates in your system or fats or whatever, like your body's not utilizing energy, like from food, it'll take protein, it'll take muscle, break it down into the proteins, so the amino acids, and then use those amino acids to convert like four of them into sugar so that you have energy. This is why anorexic people look like a like a, a skeleton because their body has consumed essentially all of the protein, all the muscle mass that they have to keep them energized. And so that's what that's what why testosterone having higher testosterone gives men more of an ability to handle stress because our body won't break down muscle mass as rapidly as women will. And so this is important to understand because during menopause, not only are estrogen like all these other things are happening, testosterone is plummeting. Okay. Um, I forget the numbers on how much it does, but like the, the thing is like these three hormones decline. And I think the question isn't, um, okay, how do I want to phrase this? The, the question should become, how can I reduce how much it declines? 
And the answer to that is like through lifestyle. <coughs> we're gonna we're gonna talk about that. <coughs> Excuse me, I am partially still um, a little bit dying. So now come back. Testosterone is important for bone health, uh, libido, sexual function in both men and women. So I think that's important to understand. So like as as estrogen drops, it's more likely that you're gonna become insulin resistant. So you're less insulin sensitive. Let me rephrase that. It's it's as estrogen drops, you'll become less insulin insulin sensitive, meaning your body won't use insulin um, as well. So carbohydrates may very well become something that are are a little bit more challenging for you to consume on a re regular basis. Okay. Now this is all depending on where your health is at to begin with. So just kind of keep that in the back of your pocket, but. That being said, so estrogen decline can can lead to less insulin sensitivity. Testosterone decline can, can lead to a, a decline in your libido and energy levels, uh, muscle mass, things like that. Now, progesterone um, is something that I'm really starting to just understand, like wrap my head around. Progesterone is interesting um, because it helps with the regulation of the menstrual cycle and supporting pregnancy. So... Okay, I'm excited to share this because like, I, I think this, I like um, interesting facts. So progesterone is what causes bleeding during your menstrual cycle because during your menstrual cycle, progesterone will line your uterine wall to get your uterus ready for a child. I guess, to live there. <laughs> and I never actually said that out loud. <laughs> okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. Put it, pull it together, Tyler. Okay, so then when you don't have a child, like the, the, the your uh, menstrual cycle occurs, and or you start menstruating and you start bleeding. So the bleeding is actually you shedding the progesterone, um, that uterine wall, that lining that you, your body has created to prepare yourself for pregnancy. So... Now that's plummeting too, right? Or it's decline. Maybe I should use a different word, but it's decreasing as well. Um, and so like a decrease in this is what can lead to um, estrogen dominance, vaginal dryness, mood changes, and sleep disturbances. Okay, so we just talked about the three declines. Now, what can these declines do for other areas? Well, there are two other hormones that I want to talk about. And I, and I talk about this a little bit in my 12-week menopause mastery program that will be released on Thursday, July 6th. 50% off. People, hop on that. Whether you are a woman in these phases of your life or you know someone who will be because I'm sure you will know somebody who will be going through these phases or has gone through it, it will benefit you all. Um, and you can always like, you know, hook them up with it. So anyway, uh, two other hormones are your FSH. And I don't know if I'm going to say this word right, but it's follic follicle, follicle stimulating hormone. Um, it's a hormone that's released by your pituitary gland that stimulates the ovaries to produce estrogen and, and develop follicles. And then the luteinizing hormone, which, uh, works with your FSH. So, uh, follicle stimulating hormone, I'm going to say FSH and then luteinizing hormone. I'm going to say LH. They're big words. I don't want to keep saying them. So your L, your luteinizing hormone works together with your FSH hormone to regulate your menstrual cycle and ovulation. And these hormones can also fluctuate during menopause, because of the decline in those other three hormones. And when luteinizing hormone elevates, it can be associated with 
symptoms like hot flashes. Same thing with uh, FSH levels, hot flashes, night sweats, and irregular uh, menstrual cycles. So with all that being said, how, like it sounds like this shit's inevitable. So what am I supposed to do? You just kind of rattled off all these things that I didn't know, but now that I know it doesn't matter because I can't do anything about it. Yes, you can. Okay, so this is why when you're entering these phases of your life, like your lifestyle habits become even more important, right? So like in my personal opinion, every single human being should be prioritizing their health. Like health should be a number one value of everybody, but I can't force my dictatorship over everyone. So it doesn't matter. But during this phase of your life, you, well, you have a choice. Um, you don't have to listen to what I'm about to say, but if you want to live uh, a life of vitality, longevity, joy, like um, feel healthy and vibrant, it's highly recommended that you explore changing your lifestyle habits if you haven't already. So why, like what can you do, right? So again, when it comes to those three hormones dropping, the question becomes how can we decrease the degree to which they decline. They're going to decline. It's like how much, how much? And the more they decline at the more of a rapid rate, the more you're going to deal with the symptoms of menopause. Okay, like I said, the one of the women that commented on my post, just like my, I, my health hasn't changed since I went through menopause. I'm like, that was so refreshing to hear. Okay. So then what can we do? Well, First things first is like diet, movement, exercise, like, you know, the, the typical things you're going to hear from someone who's going to help you lose weight, but it gets a little bit different in this case. Okay. Because, you know, you might hear workout four or five days a week in this case, no, two days of resistance exercise is going to be your bread and butter, right? Because like, like I said, as estrogen drops, you're going to become it's more likely that you'll become less insulin sensitive. So your body won't handle insulin well or as well. Let me rephrase, or as well. And how can we handle this one? How can we prevent insulin resistance? How can you make it so that your body can still handle insulin well? So you can still have those carbs, right? Build muscle. Okay, so if you already haven't been working out, um, you want to find a way to get working out into your routine. You want to find a way to get movement into your routine. Okay, so daily movement, two workouts a week, maybe three depending on where you're at, but I recommend you all start with two workouts per week. Two workouts per week, that's it. Two workouts per week. Okay, two workouts per week, and from there, you can build off of it. So two workouts, you want to do some weight-bearing exercises, two to three sets of each exercise, depending on the movement and what you're going for here. There's a little bit more nuance there, but two to three sets is a good ballpark range. You can hang out in like the eight to 12, eight to 15 rep range, depending on the exercise. Um, and just start working on building muscle. Full body workouts, so you can hit all the major muscle groups two times a week, so you can build that muscle. And then you can get yourself out of the gym, do some restorative movement, daily walks, rope flow, which I am offering one-on-one -on -one rope flow sessions if anyone is interested. Um, I, uh, one one-on-one -on -one rope flow lessons, I can teach you how to, to do rope flow. Um, yoga, things like that, stretching, mobility work, those things. Okay, we wanna get into the gym. We wanna do it two days a week. We wanna hit it hard and we wanna get out of the gym so we can our body can recover, right? Your body's going to be under more stress because of the changes of menopause, no matter where you're at in that. You will not 
I repeat, you will not be able to handle the same levels of stress you were able to handle when you were 30 years old. And you have to accept that fact. So here's a little mindset insight for you guys. You have to accept the fact that the things that worked for you 15, 20 years ago will not, I'm going to firmly stand grounded in this statement, will not work for you anymore. And you have to accept the fact that you're gonna have to make changes. I talk to a lot of women who are stubborn, and don't want to do that. What do you want? Do you want health and vitality? Do you want to look better naked? Do you want to lose that belly fat? Do you want to like feel better in your own skin? Or do you want to be stubborn and stay stuck in the same pattern and then get frustrated because menopause is causing your weight gain? It doesn't have to, but you have to make changes along the way. Okay, so that's estrogen. That's how we can um, navigate that one a little bit. Also, there are some foods that you can eat. There are some foods that you can eat to help with these things. Um, so eating some soy, soy foods, like tofu, tempeh, soy milk, uh, adamame, things like that. But make sure you go organic with these. There's a lot of negativity around soy um, because of the same properties that we actually want to utilize here because of the isoflavins, which are plant compounds found in, the, in, in soy products that mimic estrogen. So soy can help manage hot flashes and support your, bo- your bone health. Flax seeds are another one. Um, I always just recommend people do grounded flax seeds because whole gra- flax seeds are kind of gross. And uh, grounded flax seeds, you can sneak into milkshakes, you can sprinkle on food, you can sneak it into your oatmeal, things like that. Um, these also have estrogen-like properties, and they may also help with hot flashes, promote heart health, and support your hormonal uh, situation. Um, so those are two foods that you can include for estrogen as well. Now, when it comes to some of the other things, like working out will also help with testosterone levels. Um, specific exercises have proven to help increase testosterone levels like squatting and stuff like that but it's really just exerting energy is it really just exert, putting in effort focused energy focused effort um into movement okay so that can stuff that kind of stuff can help with your testosterone levels and whatnot as well um so now the reason it's important to kind of do some of these things to help with that is because then you know we, we talked about the, the, these five hormones that you're experiencing right now But then there's also the 24-hour sleep-wake cycle hormones that we all experience, men and women alike. And we're going to have a nat. And if you haven't listened to my podcast on any of these this yet, let me see if I can – oh, man, my thing's not up. Um, If you go back in a couple episodes, I've talked about the sleep-wake cycle a little bit more in detail. But, um, you know, cortisol is going to elevate throughout the day, and you can't avoid it. What you can avoid is to what degree does cortisol elevate and stay elevated. I work with a lot of women who are chronically stressed out and don't know how to feel relaxed in their body. And this is one of those things where you have to. And I'm not saying this to be preachy and I'm not saying this to like stand on a high horse. I'm saying this because I want to see all of you maintain your health and vitality through menopause you have to make changes you there's like no way around it anymore i mean let me rephrase you don't have to make changes if you want to stay frustrated with the results that you currently have so if you don't you have to make changes in your lifestyle and so starting to de-stress starting to down regulate your nervous system starting to feel 
relaxed inside of your own body. And let me promise you guys something as somebody who has lived most of his life in a hyper aware, stressed out state, it will not feel right when you're relaxing in the beginning. It won't. And that's just the fucking hard truth. Um, but you have to continuously remind yourself and you have to be your own biggest advocate here. I talk about all this in the 12 week menopause mastery program, like literally all of it. You have to start shifting from, I got to care for everybody else to no motherfucker. It's my time to care for me. You have to shift your, your, your mindset from what the scale says to how do I feel from what does the scale say to how do I feel internally? Um, because your stress levels will exaggerate all of the symptoms. If you're chronically stressed out, your hot flashes will be worse, your night sweats will be worse, your vaginal dryness will be worse. All of these things will get worse. And I'm not saying this to try to scare anybody. I'm not saying this to, to, to fear mongering you into buying my program. You don't have to buy shit. This is why like, I want to give the information. But start to work on, <coughs> excuse me, relaxing yourself. And so like journaling, meditation, these things are great tools. Um, it doesn't mean it's going to work for everybody. Like what does meditation even mean? Um, Dr. Joe Dispenza has coined it or always talks about meditation meaning to know thyself. So to understand that voice in your head that is always trying to pull you back into your old patterns, your old patterns of working out five or six days a week, your old patterns of being stressed out and worrying about everybody else all the time except for yourself, your old patterns of providing for everybody else before yourself. Like become familiar with those patterns. And so sitting in silence can teach you that. You can listen to the, the, the voice in your head that's saying like, hey, you gotta go take care of your, your husband today. Like, no, you gotta take care of yourself and then you can take care of your husband, okay? We gotta get that under wraps too. So shift from caring for everybody to self-care and then caring for everybody. It's not this or that, it's both and. And it's what's the priority? You're the priority. Make yourself the priority right now. As you're listening to this with me, say like your name, whatever your name is, and make sure you say your name because it'll speak to your subconscious more. Tyler, you are my number one priority. I'm gonna make sure that menopause, even though Tyler, you won't go through it, <laughs> menopause is a pleasant experience for you because you can, you absolutely can. I'm gonna die by that statement, even though I can't experience it. To all my ladies out there, I need your help. <laughs> okay, so um, we want to get keep cortisol in a normal pattern. So let it rise and fall as it's supposed to. Let melatonin release. Get better sleep. Okay, so we talked about working out. Working out is a thing. You could still work out. We still encourage you to work out. And also, do not kill yourself in the gym. Two, maybe three days, depending on where you're at, of intense workouts. Get out of the gym and let your body recover. Get out of the gym and let your body recover, okay? Restorative movement, rope flow, walking, stretching, mobility, yoga, those things. Every day, daily movement is non-negotiable. It's just we don't want intensity every single day. Um, that way we're not elevating our cortisol levels beyond that, okay? We wanna focus on good quality nutrition. I gave you a couple good sources of food that'll help with some of these symptoms. But like, put here's some other foods to prioritize in your diet, fatty fish. We want to get some of those omega-3 fatty acids into your diet. Omega-3s can reduce inflammation and support heart health and help with mood swings. Um, dark leafy greens uh, or leafy green vegetables, uh, like kale, spinach, Swiss chard, those types of things, they're packed with vitamins, minerals, and phytochemicals. They provide um, things like calcium for bone health and others to support your overall health. 
cruciferous cruciferous vegetables are good berries nuts seeds okay a couple other things caffeine let's not live off caffeine as someone who loves caffeine uh, i was very excited when i got over being under the weather and i could drink caffeine again it's like i missed it um just coffee really but let's not live off it anymore Let's not use it to survive. If you're just like, I enjoy my morning cup of coffee, that's great. I want you to enjoy your morning cup of coffee. But let's be more strategic about it. Again, you can't do the same things you were doing 15 years ago and expect the same results. It's just not going to work anymore. Your body is going under, undergoing too many changes. So what can we do? If you can, here's a few options. Number one, get caffeine out of the first thing that you consume in the morning if you're relying on caffeine that has to go and what i mean by that is like you need caffeine to wake up you need coffee you need your morning cup of coffee or you don't feel like yourself that has to go because what you're doing is if the first thing you do is drink caffeine your coffee you're putting yourself out in a you're putting yourself you're elevating your cortisol levels and putting yourself in a stress out state so think about this on a deeper subconscious spiritual level for a minute you're saying to yourself that I don't feel like I have myself until I have my caffeine. You're saying a stressed out version of me is what makes me feel normal. And we need to get away from that now. Because again, you can't, you will not be able to maintain health and weight loss if that's your life. Now, again, if you're working, you got responsibilities, there's things you can, there, there, you're going to have to deal with stress. Like it, it's inevitable. I'm not saying it's not going to happen. It's just, can we reduce the lifestyle factors that are causing more stress on your body during this time period so that you can handle the everyday stress that you have nothing you can't avoid, right? So you got the kids, you got work, you got, you know, uh, maybe your PTO, no, no, PTO, that's pay time off. Um, you're on the, the, the board of education for the school, like whatever it is, like you have responsibilities. So we have to be able to handle that. But Let's reduce the other thing. So like, we don't need morning cup of coffee to feel like ourselves. So let's start to get out of that pattern. It's gonna feel weird at first. It's gonna be a challenge. You might have to push yourself a little bit, but it'll benefit you. Or what you could do is, well, actually, yeah, remove it from the first thing in the morning and either put it later in the morning and after your first meal of the day. First meal of the day, we want a blood sugar friendly breakfast. This is important. You don't want something that's going to spike your blood sugar. Again, estrogen levels are dropping. Your insulin sensitivity levels are going to be all over the place now. So we want to do things that can promote healthy hormonal balance in your body. What we eat can help that. If you're eating like frosted flakes for breakfast or a protein bar with a bunch of sugar on the go because you got to get the kids ready for school, that's going to spike your blood sugar, which is going to elevate your cortisol, which is going to increase inflammation, which is probably just going to make menopause symptoms worse. So blood sugar-friendly breakfast. Let's get a blood sugar-friendly breakfast in, please. Um, high protein, high fiber, high fat. This is talked about in the 12-week menopause mastery program. I'll walk you through how you can set that up. Um, be on the lookout for it. So that's breakfast. And then coffee, caffeine after that when your blood sugar levels are, levels are stable and your cortisol isn't spiking through the roof. Um, and even at that, if you want to even take it to another level and optimize a little bit more, I recommend green tea 
over your coffee in the morning. The reason for this is green tea is, I mean, coffee does too, but it's just a lot more caffeine. Um, green tea is packed with antioxidants. And so green tea can actually help with your heart health, um, which is important with estrogen levels dropping. And it may even help reduce the frequency and severity of hot flashes because of those antioxidants. And you can have like two cups of green tea versus one cup of coffee, and it won't be the same amount of caffeine. It also may help some of you with anxiety because a couple of women who commented on my post said their anxiety got worse when they went through menopause. So green tea could also help with your anxiety, and here's why. Because it's not nearly as much caffeine, and it has a chemical compound in it. it it's not really... It's natural. It's called, uh, it's actually an amino acid. It's called L-theanine. And L-theanine kind of helps balance out the effects of caffeine on the brain. So it's it has more of a calming effect rather than a, a hyperactive effect that caffeine has. So green tea might be a better solution for you there as well. Um, so those are a couple things. Get into like sleep routines as well, you know? And don't be afraid to like, I can't believe I'm actually about to say this, but don't be afraid to pamper yourself a little bit. Again, like your body's going through a lot of fucking shit. Like the what women's body are going through is something that I can't fully contextualize because I won't experience it. Like for me, experience is the key to understanding everything. But because I understand the human body so well, the more I research on this, the more I talk to women, the more I hear about their experiences, I'm like, holy shit, like there's a lot happening here. Don't be afraid to like in your morning, your evening routine to like, Get a fucking massage. Get your husband to give you a massage. Get your boyfriend, like whoever, your your son, whatever. Get a massage, okay? Um, a couple of a couple of uh, supplements that might be worth looking into. Maybe consulting your doctor about. I'm not a physician. I can't actually recommend any of these things. Um, like if you do this, you're doing this on your at your own will. But I read a lot about these, and they they seem very promising. So black cohosh may help alleviate hot flash and night sweats. I think it, if I'm not mistaken, it mimics. Um, it's I think it's supposed to help balance out your hormones. Okay, red clover. It also same thing might also help reduce hot flashes because it has an estrogen like quality to it. Um, vitamin D, whether you're getting it from the sun directly or you're getting um, it through a supplementation. Again, vitamin D toxicity is a thing, so please do this after you do some research. Um, maca root. Maca root is another one. If you're going to look into this, look for the gelatinized forms. I think it's more bioavailable. It may help alleviate some menopause symptoms, such as hot flashes and mood swings. And then evening primrose oil. This one was an interesting one to read about. It may help uh, re relieve menopause-related breast pain and hot flashes as well. Um, <clears throat> a few other nutrients to look into. Magnesium and B vitamins. Uh, but you can get those from food. I always, always, always recommend people get these things from food first. And then um, what was the other thing that I really wanted to add in here? Get into consistent patterns with your nutrition. No more are the days of we're eating like an hour before we go to sleep. We're eating at 9 p.m. at night. No, like get a grip on your nutrition whether that means you meal prep more or you ask for help i know this is a tough one for a lot of women ask for help the men in your life the assuming they're not assholes do want to help you and they sometimes almost all the time aren't really good at reading between the emotional lines let's just face it at a base level men aren't the best at understanding emotions 
It takes work. As somebody who is very emotionally in tune with himself now, I didn't, I wasn't always this way. It took me a long time to be able to understand like the way someone was speaking through an emotion versus, um, and what they were really trying to say without actually saying it. So sometimes you have, might have to be a little more direct with them, but ask for help, please. You may need it. Um, we want to optimize things here. And so that means not eating at 9 p.m. at night, eating at regular times as best you can. Blood sugar-friendly breakfasts, blood sugar-friendly meals. If you're going to have a higher carb, go middle of the day. Um, and I think I think that's what I got from now. Find a group for uh, support and whatnot. Like um, One of the things that's going to be in the Menopause Mastery Program is access to my Facebook community. So you have additional support. Um, you're not alone. And the impression I've gotten is that a lot of women feel like they're alone during this time period. You're not. Uh, even though I don't will physically go through it, I am here for you to support you every step of the way. I know I throw a lot of information at you today. This does not have to all change overnight, but start with where you can. Maybe that means reducing your workout load. Maybe that means asking your husband or your son or your, your daughter for help. Maybe that means changing your nighttime routine so it's not, I'm going to eat dinner and go to bed. No, I'm going to eat dinner. I'm going to meal prep so that I can eat dinner three hours before bed so we can take a little break beforehand. And then, you know, I'm actually going to get like a bubble bath before I go to sleep tonight. You know, like doing those types of things. So, I mean, I threw a lot of information you guys, but like start with one at a time. Start with one at a time and build momentum in your direction. If you want to work with me one-on-one or join my coaching program, I do have spots available. Please shoot me DM, whatever. All the links will be in the show notes. You can apply to my coaching program. The links will be in the show notes. Um, I will help you navigate all these things because there's a lot of things happening. I've learned so much about this stuff and it is so interesting how your 24-hour sleep-wake cycle that we all experience will exaggerate if those hormones are getting out thrown under whack exaggerate everything that you're experiencing with menopause and nobody talks about this and the same 24-hour wake cycle that you can optimize to help your menopause symptoms i can optimize to make my health better so this is what i mean everything i've learned about menopause has helped me gain a better understanding for my own health and it's been so cool so thank you to all the women out there who have helped me understand this and who continue to, to share insights with me. So I'm going to wrap it up there today. Um, if you took anything from this episode, please leave a rate and review on iTunes. Share it with a friend. Share it on social media. Tag me at all the things that are in the show notes. I'm not going to go into that. Um, and you can invest into your own health by buying some of my mobility programs. If you're looking to reduce your workout load and get some more restorative movement in, those mobility programs are great. I recommend starting with the 12-week full body program. That's a good place to start. It's more like introductory level. Um, but without any further ado, I'm going to wrap it up there. Thank you all for tuning in today, and I'll check you on the next episode. Peace out.